Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, a podcast for guitar people by guitar dads. This week, Ozzy says the road to nowhere actually goes to this place. Is he just barking at the moon? The Crows announce a remedy to their delayed tour with Aerosmith. We do some crazy math as we try to divide 2 by 13. And Nam is here. We keep you up to date with all the news and announcements with some insider reporting. It's a jam-packed show this week on the Guitar Dads Podcast. Now, the dudes who are looking more jam-packed these days themselves, Matt and Dave. (laughs) Hello, everybody. I'm Matt. And I'm Dave, and welcome to the show, everybody. It's a good one. I am jam-packed, both (laughs) mentally and physically. (laughs) Yes. That's why I'm not doing dry January. What a waste of time that is. <laughs> you know, I did. I I was going into I inadvertently into dry January because I got got the flu the first week of January. That's right. You did a you and did a forced dry. January. I did a forced dry January for two weeks, and I got to tell you, it wasn't that bad. Um, but now I just you're did, making up for last. Now I'm last making up time. for it. Yeah. But um, anyway, all right. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's uh, gonna be a really jam packed show. We got a lot to get to, but before we oh, do. Yeah. Um, thank you to all our loyal listeners. And if you're listening to the first time, thanks for coming on board. Hope you come back next time and you enjoy the content whenever you're listening to this and, um, go find us at guitar dads podcast on Instagram and come join the Facebook group at guitar dads podcast over there. Um, and you can also, if you, if you've been thinking about supporting podcasts and we know you do, um, please consider supporting us. And going over to patreon.com slash guitar dads podcast, where we have a number of tiers that you might be interested in. Um, and we thank our patrons. You guys are really helping us out. We love that you support us and you keep this thing rolling. And we love all of our listeners who tune in each and every week. Um, thank you. You really drive this thing. Like we say all the time. And, um, it's, it's appreciated. It really is. We don't, we mean that from the bottom of our hearts. We're not just saying that. Anyway, it's not lost on us. It is not that you guys are taking time out of your days or nights or whenever to listen to us. So we thank you and, and tell your friends. And it's not lost on us that you really don't want to be working. So you'd rather listen to a podcast and you put us on, you yeah. know, so, Hey, there you or go. you're, you know, you were, you're working while you listen. That's the best thing. And tell your boss. Yeah. So your boss is like, what are you listening to? And we'll listen to the guitar dads, boss. Get off my back. Get off my back. Jeez. Anyway. Well, that's actually a good segue into uh, into shall we get into it? Where are we going to go, Matt? We're going into the dataverse. Goes, nice goes sound the effects rocket. are working this week. Yeah, some, but the the rocket sounded weird. I hope we're going to get to where we're going without blowing up. No, no, I think the rocket got us <laughs> to where we needed to be. All right, here, here we are. We're in the dataverse. We're in the dataverse. All right. Um, so as I mentioned in the intro, um, so Sharon Osbourne has now come out and said that Ozzy does want to perform again, um, and they're going to try to plan two shows in Birmingham, where he's from, 
and yeah. and that's going to be kind of the farewell shows. And I think this is super cool. Wow. You know, it comes full circle. It really comes full Very circle. Cool. I can only imagine these shows are going to be jam packed with, uh, you know, the who's who and, and all that kind of stuff. You know that, yeah, you know, that all cool. the sap, the, the, you know, the Sabbath guys are going to come out and it, it's oh, going to be, it's going to be crazy. So if you can get to one of these shows, if you, if you live over there and you can get to one of these shows, you know, that's, that's super exciting. It's probably going to be pretty amazing. Yeah. So, um, and hopefully, hopefully Ozzy can do it because, you know, his health has been kind of failing. And, and so I know, I think this is the right decision. He knows that he can't really do it anymore. So I think it's a cool, a really cool thing to just say, okay, hey, yeah. this is it. Two more, we're done. Um, pretty amazing. We are in the age, like we were talking about last week with Troy Redfern. If you haven't checked that episode out, Shameless plug, go check it out. Awesome, rocking, yes, British dude, slide player. Um, you know, we talked about this with him last week. We're in the age of aging rockers. Yeah, we just are. Yep. So it's it's going to be sad. I think these next like you know fifteen twenty years, ten to I'd say ten to twenty years. It's going to be tough ten to twenty years because we're going to say goodbye to a lot of these legendary dudes. I mean, uh, I mean, Ozzy's not dying or anything, but you know, no. he's just not going to be out there and performing like he used to be. But and when you say Dave, ten, I keep saying it, it, it Aerosmith is the same. Aerosmith the same way. Goodbye the, to the them. Stones. It's really. I have crazy. a feeling we already said. I already have a feeling we already said goodbye to them last time we saw them. But yes, that's just my I don't think feeling. I don't think Steven Tyler. Well, that's so, that's another good segue. You are full of segues tonight, man. Um, yeah, let's talk about it. So the we talked about. Um, I think we did. We talk about this. No, we didn't mention this yet because the crows, uh, the black crows, are, have put. We did talk about the new single um, and the new we record about coming the new out. Single and that and that a tour and that we were expecting a tour to be announced. And, and we that's were what right. happened. The tour was announced. Tour yeah. has been announced because they are. You know, they're on high. They're kind of on hold with the Aerosmith thing. And so, yep. yeah, why not do do their own do their own thing? You know, um, and of course. As you know, the concert gods do to me sometimes. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go to this thing. Wow, oh, because you're a pain in the a. I am a pain in the a. But man, this is this is the night before I leave on a family trip um, to Hawaii. Yeah. So yeah. it's like I won't get yeah. any sleep. But this would be so good. But I think you should. But what I told Dave and listeners. Definitely get in yeah, touch with us yeah, and, and comment tell me on if this. you agree. But I think Dave should, if he's got an early flight in the morning, like he has to leave his house at like five a.m. or something crazy. I do. He literally just goes to the show and goes home and like packs up his stuff and gets ready to go. Well, the and ben- just wait around until it's time to wake up the kids. The nice like- thing is, it's a Sunday, so I have all <laughs> we have all day. We can pack the kids. Everything's ready to go. Pop it by you the door. You could do it, Dave. You know, I can pop into and then the this show. Is what you do. This is what you do. We go to the show. You drink a bunch of whiskeys. You take an Uber home. <laughs> <laughs> you, and then, actually, no, forget about that. You, you kind of keep yourself sobered I, up. Dude, I have to. Yeah, I got an 11 and a half then hour flight. Then what you do is, then what you do is you stay up, like you drink a Red Bull, you stay up yeah. so you don't like oversleep, like and pull a home alone and leave one of your kids <laughs> home. Um, <laughs> and then you, and then. When you hit that airport, right, you start pounding whiskeys and then you just hit in the flight. You just hit the flight and, you know, it's a long, you got a long trip. Yeah, my wife would love this idea. For listeners listeners that don't know, we're we're on the East Coast. Dave's looking at a, you know, 12 hour. It's an 11 and a half hour flight. 
Yeah, yeah, but like, you know, waiting around airports and everything, you're, you're in for oh, yeah. like, you know, 15-hour trip you're yeah, in for. it's going to be so, not, but it, it's going to be worth it. So that it's a perfect I might do time this. to just like pass out. I might do this. This might be a really good idea. All right, so listeners, you you tell me, what <laughs> what should I do here? Um, well, here here's what's cool. Here, here's why it's so cool. It's smaller v- venues. This is being So this is what played, I want to talk about with show. this. This is a great is venue. The MGM. If you yes. are, if you're listening in the in the New England area, and you can get yourself to MGM Fenway, um, it is. And I've talked about this before when I saw uh, Lady A there um, a few months ago. It's a fantastic yeah. venue, and so I don't care who I see there. I just I think the venue is so cool. Um, so yeah. So what do you think of? So what? Like, well, this is an interesting topic. This though. was because we're older now. I think we're just kind of we kind of just ease into this idea of these smaller shows without even thinking about it anymore. I almost don't like to go to bigger shows. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's the point I was just going to make is that if this was at a big venue, like the shed, the big like shed thing that we have, which is a good hour and 20 minutes away from us. If I was Dave, I'd be like, no way in hell am I going to the show. Right. Right? Cause it's all this drive and it's all this stuff, but you know, it's in Boston. It's not, it's relatively close to us. You know, it's an amazing venue. Yeah, they did a great job. Um, I, I, I hope more it, and more of these venues pop up because I think this is like we have a we've been very lucky in Boston to have a number of these venues yeah, um, are, like the Roadrunner, like MGM, um, even the House of yeah. Blues is is still really good. Yeah. You know, these 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 like, you know, three to three thirty five hundred seat kind of venues. Are well, I, th- I think MGM is more like a 5,000. Is it five? Yeah, maybe it's about five. Yeah. Um, House of yeah, Blues yeah, is about yeah, 35, yeah. right? And I think Roadrunner. House of Blues is actually about 25. Is it only 25? I thought it was. Yeah. Okay, Roadrunner yeah, is 35. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. But either yeah. way, these smaller shows, this is the these kind of club shows are the, the place to go. Um, and Big Night Live. Oh, Forgot man. about Big Night Live. That's another great venue. Oh, Big Night Live's another. That's even smaller. Very small. That must be like a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe but, um, maybe maybe twelve, fifteen hundred at most. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, if that. So, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know, Dave. Something to think about. But if not, you know, I, I will go and take one for the team. Yes, you will. Listeners in the area, if you want to come to the show with me, we can do a Guitar Dads meet up, and it'll be a great time. Yeah. There you go. Um. So. <laughs> We had some uh we had some really big news drop earlier on in the week um with the act with Two Rocks acquisition of Divided by 13. Yeah, um, this is an interesting tidbit here. Yeah, what do you think? Well, I think if you are somebody that likes to spend 5 plus thousand dollars on an amplifier, <laughs> oh, here we go. then this is real this is going to get you really excited. <laughs> <laughs> but let's know somebody you're under you're somebody who lives. You're underselling you, both these amps. If you're somebody who lives on planet Earth, you probably don't give a shit about. This. <laughs> I think you. This is ridiculous. You are completely underselling these these companies, Dave. You know? You're never going to buy either one of these. I'm amps. never going to buy. No, honest. but I still can appreciate what they are. I mean, and and, and look, I appreciate and it, and I do want to own. Cool they are. Yeah, I want to own both of these amps, so I'm excited about this. I think Two Rock obviously makes amazing things. I've heard nothing but good things about Divided by 13. Right. So, I mean, this is great. I mean, look, if the Divided by 13 people were done and Two Rock people stepped up, I, I think this is only good for the consumers here. So, you know, usually like acquisitions are not good for consumers, but I, I think, you know, rather than having a, 
a company go away right. and the amps like skyrocketing in value to become unobtainium because they're not being made well, anymore. Right. This is a good way to do it. No, you, I you know? I agree. So, and I and I think, you know, you you have um you 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 have a, a trusted company in Two Rock who's gonna really, you know, take take divided by thirteen under their wings and and really do it right and not, you know, ruin that brand. Um yeah, or at least you hope. Um, and we saw something similar with, uh, didn't, didn't Jackson audio, um, uh, kind of save full tone, right? Cause you know, is that what Mike happened? Fuller was done. Yeah, that did happen. And then, You're right. And that's then correct. Jackson audio kind of bought, bought full tone. Right. So, um, I think that's essentially what happened, but I don't have the details on that. Yeah. So, so and that's, and they, you know, you kind of, in, in, in the same vein, you, you know, you, you have an iconic company that now you can, you can still you can still offer that quality of product and that, that um, iconic brand to consumers, but it's just, you know, just made by a different, just manufactured in a different place. Right. Um, So yeah, you wonder if this is the exact same kind of thing here or, you know, we'll see what two rock does, but I know there, we, you know, we know a few people that, that love the divided by 13 stuff and love two rock. So I don't know. Yeah. So, so divided by thirteen, I first kind of learned about them by watching uh, Brett Papa yes. on YouTube. Yeah, he always had them, always. and a couple other guys had them. I think Tim Pierce, you know, Brett Papa and Tim Pierce are close friends, so and I think they kind of like were on the ground. Marty floor too. Of Marty, Marty was this. playing. Marty those. always, yeah, yep. Marty, another part of that kind of, um, you know, that little group of of, of YouTubers. Um, yeah, so Marty was playing them, um, and then you just started to see him kind of pop up around as those guys kind of made him a little more popular. I mean, they have a range of amps; they're really cool. You know, mega expensive, mega boutique. You know, not as expensive as Two Rock, but you know, getting there. And um, you know, they're cool amps. I mean, look, I, I am some. You guys know I own an Amplified Nation. I am somebody you who will spend some money on the right amp when it comes to amps. <laughs> yeah, Come I on. do. I get bougie taste. It's just what it you is. You totally do. Um you won't even spend under $4,000 on a you don't even like any guitars these days unless they have a price tag of 4k or above. Yeah, have we talked about this. Well, no, we're going we're, we're going to talk about to. this a little bit later when, when we get we to the NAM stuff. Other yeah. Things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um but we, we that's an important point we have to talk about that because <laughs> an amazing an amazing thing happened that I honestly didn't think was going to happen. But it happened. You thought so was, we're gonna talk you about thought this was going to happen. All right, that, not this soon. It. No, not this no, soon. No, no. no, okay. Anyway, right, anyway, let's anyway. let's get on with the news, and we'll get to that later. <laughs> all right. Well, there. So we'll, I'm sure we'll hear a lot more about this in the future, and we will bring you our thoughts and um, any updates on this um, as it goes. So, uh, all right. So another quick, so uh, kind of a news, a news and note kind of this piece is just funny, this, but. <laughs> But this is kind of what people are talking about because this 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 Nam is like everybody's back, right? This is like post pandemic, but finally now four years later, everybody. Oh, you like, didn't want to talk about the other news item, Dave, about David Lee Roth? Oh, we missed that. No, yes, let's yeah, talk about yeah, that yeah. really quick. Go back to um, that before you can talk about Nam. Yeah, like we'll get it because we're going to do a deep dive into Nam. Um, so yeah, David Lee Roth, the crazy man who he is, um is now making waves out there because of a massive rant he went on um about Wolfgang. Um basically the last time the band toured and Wolfie was on base. Um and and Dave, so Matt's gonna read some of this stuff because he's picked out a couple uh choice sentences or choice quotes from uh David Lee Froth in this article. Um 
But basically, I don't really know what David David Lee Roth. What's his beef with him? Dave? His beef is that that Wolfgang was like apparently just complaining that it, he wasn't getting enough attention on stage. You know, yeah. And but that, then he like says that like he went behind his back for like some business dealing. Um, yeah. But, like, listen, let, let, if we're gonna be honest here, you know, it, even you know, if you could exhume Eddie's body. And bring him back to life. Even Eddie would tell you that, you know, he he never really 100% got along with David Lee Roth. Um, he didn't think he had the vocal chops, of course, that Sammy had, um, even though that relationship fell apart as well. Um, well, of course. But David Lee Roth always wanted all the attention. Meanwhile, you know, Eddie was the, the, the guy bringing it. He really, you know, obviously it was his band, but it's like, you know, David Lee Roth has always been an attention hound doesn't matter what it is. He always yeah, oh, wants yeah. to be the this, center of attention. Um, this seems so petty and ridiculous. It, this like, seems now I'm re- so like DLR. I'm reading, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm I'm reading the article. I yeah. thought it was like some uh, business dealing. No. But he said something about like he wanted to give me. He. he yeah. Where, let's. Uh, he did but, something. He said something about. I'm going to read this. Um, I'm going to read this quote. Yeah. Read, this read, read, where the quote, read the quote. This fucking kid, he's complaining the entire tour like I'm not paying enough attention to him on stage, starts Roth. Like Santa Claus coming down the chimney and popping out on Christmas as if no one's paying attention. Shalom to the dome, homie. I'm giving him the best, everything I've got. I'm I'm giving them the best, everything I've got in front of 20 or 30,000 people at a clip. And he's complaining to everyone around me, the business manager, the security guy, the clothing lady. Dave's not paying enough attention to me. I mean, where where does this... (laughs) Wait, wait, I, who cares? And then, he, okay, so he, I, I finally got to the part that I was looking for. So, yeah. So apparently, there was these two women, like with David Lee Roth, that apparently were his accountants, and 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 um, Wolfgang somehow thought they were like groupies that were trying to like get in with David Lee Roth. So he like motioned to the bouncers at the show to remove them. And apparently like, you know, they were with David Lee Roth. They were his accountants, his account in quotes, his accountants. Yeah, sure. And so like Wolf somehow had got them like kicked off stage, like kicked out from behind backstage. And like, you know, that set David Lee Roth off. So of course there are, this is, yeah, they're, they're accounting for his sexual pleasure backstage is what they're doing. But, but David Lee Roth is, is saying that, he did it on purpose because he thought that they were his girlfriends and he was trying to stick it to them. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it just, it, it just kind of speaks to the relationship that, you know, Eddie probably had with, with Dave at that point. Um, and, and And he uh, said, and he said, and he said, Dave, Dave, sorry to interrupt you. No, you're not. But the, the, the real, (laughs) The re- I am a little bit sorry. The, the, <laughs> the real problem is he says he's just like his uncle and his uncle's brother, meaning yep. his father. His father. Yep. I mean, that's pretty shitty to say that, especially about somebody who's dead. Yeah. So anyway, David Lee Roth, you know, he was, look, there's this whole debate about David Lee Roth versus Sammy Hagar and that David Lee Roth was never that good. He was damn good, right? He was an amazing front man. You know, yeah, maybe his singing wasn't incredible like Sammy's, but no. he held his own. He held he had his a own. real style to him. The guy was a major league, amazing rock star. You cannot take that away from him. No, you, know, you can't. He happens to be a real pain in the ass, it. and in his old and in his old age, he's a real dick. And maybe he was a dick when he was younger, but he was a big rock star. Well, so I'll tell you as much. 
we we've and we've talked about this so many times, but the, the you know everybody says that Alex is the one holding up the Eddie Van Halen tribute because he doesn't want to do it. I'll tell you who's holding yeah. it up is David Lee Roth because Alex doesn't want to deal with Dave. Yeah, that's probably true. So anyway, let's not get down this Van Halen. Anyway, road let's not far, go down this. It's rabbit pretty. Hole. It's pretty funny. It's pretty. Funny. All right. So next, next little tidbit because this is going to lead into what we'll talk about later in our gear segment. And again, we're going deep tonight with this stuff. So stick around. Um, but you know, like I said earlier, it, it, this is kind of the first year that Nam is really back to its you know its full on full throttle. Like this is Nam um, since yep. you know since before the pandemic. Um, and people, have, this is kind of the, the conversation out there is, is this, is this a make or break year for Nam? You know, if it comes back as strong as everybody says, it's going to come back. This is kind of it for them, right? Like this will, then it will continue. Um, cause we were talking about this a couple of years ago was Nam kind of as all for all intents and purposes yep. as constituted as Nam was, was it over? Um, cause the big guys had left the Gibsons, the fenders and, and all that, yeah. you know? And I think we concluded, no, it wasn't. It's going to, it's maybe it's going to morph, but after hearing about how excited everybody is this year and how busy it is already, um, it, that I think the excitement is there. I don't, I don't think, I think it's back. Well, we had a few guests on and we asked them this question. We had some YouTubers on, we had some podcasters on, you know, when we asked them these questions, I think we probably asked Leanderton this question. We did. Um, and, you know, and I think their answer was all kind of along the lines of, well, you know, we don't really need it to do any business anymore because we've kind of figured out how to do the business without it. But they say, you know, to go out there and to do the in-person networking where everybody's in one place at one time has some usefulness to it. It's not about the massive exhibitions that Gibson and Fender and even PRS used to put on, yeah, it's, it's, the you know, it's more about building the relationships and meeting people. And to be honest with you, which is amazing to me, which sounds great for the industry is smaller brands. Yep. Right. And it sounds to me like NAM is back in full effect um, with especially like the smaller brands that are out there. Right. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, retailers are out there searching for the latest and greatest, like cool. What's the next cool kind of, you know, boutique or just up and coming thing, you know, what, what are the more established companies coming out with, you know, I mean, cause look, we talk all the time about, you know, people in the gear industry are really collaborative and help each other out, but you know, you still got to be out there and be seen. Right. So, you know, I think especially for the smaller companies and to be honest with you, like most companies are smaller companies. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but there's some big, like Boss, I think, is there. Boss you know, is there. Ibanez is there. You know, there are some yep. big companies there as well, just not Jackson, the big three. Yeah, what we, Fender, what we call the big three. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, so I do think this is a make or break year. But from all accounts of people that are going and the reports that I'm hearing so far from day one, you know, I, it sounds like it's really back, you know, in a different iteration. But it sounds like it's back. So, you know, I can't wait to talk to all our buddies that are out there, um, people that we've met over the years doing the podcast and and get their take on this and yeah. maybe have some of them on, maybe one guy in particular, and he can talk about this a little bit with That's us. That's right. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I, I'm really excited. I mean, and for, and for the first time, right? So he, here's the other thing. I'm on a little bit of a rant. This is good. Um, you like David Lee Roth. You know, over the last few years without a real nam um you know there 
we had just like random releases of new things, right? Of new products. And now it seems like a lot of manufacturers, including Gibson, which we're going to talk about later, are now buying into this NAM hype again and releasing things concurrently with NAM. Right. Right. Even if they're not there and have nothing to do with NAM, they're doing releasing things around this time. Yeah. So well, they don't need to be like, there to do it. Exactly. It seems like the industry is kind of coalescing s- somewhat around NAM from what I, this is my take as an observer, right? So anyway. No, I think, I think you're a hundred percent right. And I think that just speaks to some of the excitement out there. And, you know, people are really, I think in the last year, a lot of exciting, cool things have come out. I think it's gotten a lot of people, you know, really itchy, um, to get out there and, and try to see the new gear and try it. And, um, you know, get their hands and ears on things. And I think that just, you know, a, a, an event like this just lends itself to that kind of excitement where, you know, people have been gearing up, no pun intended, all year for, for you know, cool things. And, you know, there's a lot of gas around this time of year. That's and right. But so, more than that, but more than that, from what we talk to from the people that are out there, it's about the relationships. It's about the relationships. people. Yeah. You know? So... Oh no, you're absolutely yeah. right. It is, it's about, but it's about yeah. building that relationship. And I think that I, I think that that we had well, we mentioned this a couple of years ago. We we talked about is Nam kind of dead as it is? Um, will it need to morph? And you know, the one of the the one of the um, I can't think of the word tonight. Anyway, uh, one of the things that we we did mention was the idea of this networking. That kind of has to stay. That yeah. that's why yeah. it exists. That, that, yeah. You know, yeah, do, do yeah. are we going to see fewer and fewer? Are we going to see a smaller NAM? Are we going to see fewer and fewer companies in a smaller location, but it's still going to be NAM, you know, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. I can't well, wait to and talk even, to And yeah, and even less exhibitors, maybe. Yeah, fewer but, exhibitors. You know, but people are, you know, you just, you know, buy a, you know, get a, a booth and do something minimal just to be out there and networking. So, you know, that that's what we've heard from the people that are out there doing it. So I'm really interested to see how it turns out this year. Yeah. Like I said, by all accounts so far, it is a different thing than it was, but it's still, the hype is, the hype seems back to me. It the, seems like it's back. The hype is back. So we'll um, see if it really is or not. So. All right. What else, Dave? Well, Let's you know what else on. is you know what else is back is the uh what is it? Is the dad joke of the week. Oh yeah. Oh what? Are we are we supposed to play the theme music. I'm trying to find the theme music. Where is oh, the theme geez. music? We lost the theme music. Um anyway. Well um, <laughs> It's a dad joke of the week. It's the dad joke of the week. <laughs> the theme music I th- the theme music is kind of gone from this anyway. Uh, listeners don't want to hear about our tech issues. Uh, right. So dad joke of the week is brought to you by no one. Um, all right. So (laughs) (laughs) we, we shouted it out last pod, a couple podcasts ago. Look, if you want to sponsor the dad joke of the week, send us a dad joke guys. Come on. That's right. You want to send us, you want to, you know, you want to get a, get, get your name out there and you, you, you know, you come up with a joke and it needs to be original. Cause we don't, well, although not that all of our jokes are original. Not, not that I was going to say, in fact, oh, none are, of them are, are. We writing these. We're not, Jeez. we're not writing any of them. Um, okay. All right. Well, let, let's get on with the dad joke of the week. We're going to get to the dad joke of the week. All right. So, Hey, five ants rented an apartment with five other ants. Now they're tenants. <laughs> I love it. 
Oh. Anyway. Well okay. Well done. Well okay. done. All right. Um, what are we on to next? We are going to get into our listener mailbag comment or question of the week. Uh, this one comes from Corey Howell, a member of our Facebook group. Um, yeah. Thanks for submitting this, Corey. Uh, Corey was curious about Dawes, uh, not the band, um, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, where you, where you edit your, um, your audio, uh, anyway, uh, he's using Presona studio one. Uh, he started on Sony, uh, Sony acid and maybe in 1999 or 2000, um, Dawes. This guy's changed. old. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know. If he's a, <laughs> geez, well, where are you? you we're old. This guy's this guy's old. Anyway, sorry, anyway. sorry, Corey. Anyway. Oh, are we? He's um, probably our age. I so know. he says, right. yeah, he's probably younger than us. Um, he yeah, says Daw- Dawes have changed a lot in and no latency now. Uh, what what is AI gonna do? Where is AI gonna go with recording or AI guitar techs? AI switching a rack for those live shows? How far is it gonna go? Um, we've, we've it talked about as far AI. As you want it to go. Yeah. It can go yeah. as far as you want to go. We've talked about AI music and is it, is it a, a threat to the music as we know it? Um, we don't believe so, but, uh, who knows? I think AI can be very useful in, in music. Um, we did talk about that a, a number of months ago on an episode. Um, but so go back and listen to that, but we, uh, I don't know. Um, you've been using Dawes a lot longer than, and I'm, I don't have a ton of experience with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm not... kind of new to that party right now. So maybe you can elaborate on this. Is real music dying? What even is real music and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird, and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer, or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. I never got deep down like a recording rabbit hole. The deepest I've actually gotten is w- with this podcast and understanding I want to get the quality as high as I can do to my abilities. And I never really went down that rabbit hole. I'm using Studio One as well as my go-to digital audio workstation. I like it quite a bit. I think it's easy, intuitive enough to use. Yeah, A lot of people are using something like Reaper or if you're paying a little more money, you're buying uh, Pro Tools or something like that. Um I'm really happy with Studio One. I really like the kind of built-in plugins that come with it. Um, I had zero issues with it. I really like it. So, you know, I'm a Studio One person. um, And I think, you know, the the other cool thing about Studio One, and I'm sure this is true of most DAWs out there, but, you know, there's a huge library tutorials of how to do things on, on YouTube. There's one guy in particular, I forget his name, but if you Google... If you type into YouTube uh, Studio One, you'll see like there's just this massive body of knowledge. So, I mean, this day and age, you can if you want, if you have the time, you can learn a lot on these things. Um, So, you know, that's my you know, I started back in back in, you know, the early 2000s. I was a cakewalk uh, person 
Um, and I use that as just to do like acoustic demos and stuff like that. And, you know, I found that kind of fairly easy to use. And then for a long time, I kind of, I, I gave up on it. And then when the, the iPad came out and I finally got an iPad, I was using GarageBand. And then I really quickly realized how limited that was. And, um, you know, finally went to Studio One and a whole full kind of PC thing. So that was my kind of journey on this. So it's a minimal journey. But, um, you know, AI, I think, you know, what's AI going to do with recording? I mean, that's such a massive question. I think, you know, we already see like AI kind of rearing its head in, in plugins now. You know, if you go down a plugin rabbit hole, there is so many really exciting the things out there, right? Like one, one, like a thing that I, you know, I don't know if I'd call it AI, but when you think about how it's programmed, it kind of is like artificial intelligence. The the EQ Matcher plugin, I forget who exactly makes it, but it's a plugin. If you're not aware of this a plugin, it's a plugin where you sh- you play it a demo track. You know, this this sounds like AI, right? You play it a demo track, and it mixes your track to sound exactly like the mix that that track that it just listened to. Oh, interesting. Like. Okay. I think it's called EQ match or something. So, you know, th- I think that's the kind of tech that you're going to start seeing more and more of where, you know, you hit a button and it kind of literally a button. You don't have to do. Want. Yeah. You yeah. don't have, really have to do any yeah. work at all. It's a simple. Yeah. I mean, for yeah. a user like me, you know, really new to the game kind of, kind of guy, it's that, that would be amazing, you know? Yeah, you know, and the, you know these things aren't cheap, but they're going to get cheaper and cheaper. You know, yeah, over it's, time it's they will. Law, you know, um, they will get cheaper and cheaper as as time goes on. But you could imagine, you know, an AI, you know, engine within a DAW where you can say, you know, it's not even an EQ match. You can just say like, make my, you know, EQ my thing to sound like, um, you know, a whole lot of love. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then like, you know, the AI engine goes out there, grabs a whole lot of love, and you know, and does it. So I, I think it could be really useful and cool. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, but just like any AI, you got to use it carefully. You got to understand what you're doing. Um, I can, I can, you know, you know where I, yeah. I can see this going in, in maybe, I don't know how many years from now, but I think eventually you're going to see like, let's take an HX stomp, for example, and let's, let's mm-hmm. attach a little bit of like, um, you know, uh, like, a like a, like, a, like an Alexa type, you know, or whatever, any kind of like personal assistant type technology where you oh, can yeah. ask it a yeah, question. Like AI. That you is know? AI. Yeah. AI. But I, you know, yeah. but that's like, like, like a, you know, uh, you know, AHX pull me up, pull me up some Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Hendrix tones, you know, yep. and it just like exactly. loads them up or, yep. you know, that's exactly give, what it give me do. the Jimmy, give me the Jimmy page tone on, on uh stairway to heaven. And it, and it just, it's yep. able to dial that in. And with the, with the yep. literally a question and a, and a click of a button, boom, you're in. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I think totally that's, it going that way. that's where this stuff is going to go. Hands down, it's going to yep. get there, right? Whether we're going to like that or not, is we don't know because, you know, most of us don't like presets on anything that we get. I, I would argue, especially the HX presets aren't great. But, um, but you know, yeah, I mean, I, I think, the, you know, this stuff is going to get a lot more powerful you know, when applied to this technology, the question is, is that really going to be marketable to players? I mean, the U- the EQ match and that kind of thing is really cool. You know, is for guitar tones that do we really want AI to create our guitar tones? Maybe we do. I think, um, I think there's a huge, I think there would be a huge demand for that, especially for people like, I mean, why we're not saying, I'm not saying like this would be your entire rig, but it could be. 
Um, but for those, yeah. For, yeah. for people like you and me who are in everybody, so many other players that are constantly trying to dial in their rig to sound like a certain player, why not? You know, if you can, yeah, no, can, totally. With a, I with mean, a simple question, you can dial up that tone and it's accurate. Oh yeah. Then oh, yeah. why not? And it's good. Yeah. And it's good. <laughs> and it's good. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think it's going to take us a while to get there, but I think we're going to get there. You know, the other thing Corey says is AI switching a rack for the, for live shows. Yeah. I think you could have a whole AI driven rig at a live show. So like, you know, he's talking about AI guitar techs, you know, in the sense that not, not that there's going to be a robot changing your strings, but that's maybe right. that's going to happen eventually too. But <laughs> I think he means, I think he means like, instead of having the, you know, like Joe Perry and slash um, as two examples, their techs like switch their pedals for them. Yeah, like, AI that seems will do to be it. something yeah. that could easily be done by AI. Yes. Right. Yep. Um, so so, you know, as an example, it, it's gonna go far and it's gonna get to the point where we're like, oh my God, like this is taking all the human element out of this. Is this really what we want? Right. Yep. Um, but I mean that just seems like helpful to me, right? Exactly. So, that's that's one you know. step. See, that's that's taking the human element out in a good way to me, because in in yeah. a sense, you're almost taking like like the when you remove when the player isn't needing to switch something and they can focus on their playing, a lot of a lot of guitarists are doing this these days where their techs yeah. are backstage hitting buttons. Um, it's already being done. Who cares who's doing it? If it's a computer, you know, it doesn't matter. So it's being done. Problem, it's not being done by the player. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So maybe like, you know, it's not the best thing in the end, but he, here's the thing. The Why not? Problem with be, AI it is amazing. Well, it could be amazing or it could be like, you want that human element to do it. You know, you know, <laughs> maybe the computer's do, more do, accurate. Exactly. A computer's not going to forget to turn on that pedal, right? That's right. You're right. You're totally right. And the and computer is going to put the pedal on exactly when it belongs on, not, That's with, right. not That's a right. second too late, you know? That's right. That's right. Um, but at the same time, you know, things change during a live set, right? You might, the solo might go on for a couple of more bars. What do you do in that case, right? I don't know. So, Every day things change, but basically they stay a, the same. I know. That's right. But <laughs> A&I, A-A-N-I, A-I, <laughs> Could, could, you know, it could learn that over time, but you know, yeah. there's so many little uh, variables when you're in a live situation that it's going to take a lot of time, I think, before it's ready to do that. Oh yeah. Now, the we're talking, thing we're is, talking several years from now, but you know, but it's what are you going to do, Dave, what are you going to do when you have AI and, and you say to it, dial in the Led Zeppelin two tones for me on my HX stomp. And then it says to you. No, Led Zeppelin Four is a superior album. You're only going to get those tones from me because it's not going to do that. <laughs> you know the other thing as we're going down this AI rabbit. What are hole, you? What are you going to say to the AI then? And it's going to be. Like, you ever see like um? What is it um? What is that thing where where uh, what is that movie um where 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 like the spaceship AI takes over? I have and no like, idea what you're talking about. And they're like, take us home, and it's like, I'm afraid I can't do that. That's. <laughs> Are you talking about Flight of the Navigator? That was like an old. Uh, was that it? No, yeah, it's an old year. movie. That's it's an not old Flight old, of the old. Navigator. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it kind of rebels and tries to like kill yeah, the yeah, people because yeah. they're. Trying well, that's to, yeah. the whole. That that's that's the flip side of everybody's argument against AI, right? Is like the robots are going to start taking over and kill everybody, but that's not going to happen. Um, 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 I know, right? I don't know, I know. about that. I, I think Listen. we. I think we have to be careful about that because. Well, if I think, think they're going to be artificial. There, there will be things in place that will prevent this kind of stuff from I, happening. How do you know? If well, it's artificial intelligence, 
Now I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but think about you this. Sound thing. Like think about one. it first. But think about it for a second. Like let's like think logically. If something is intelligent, then kind of the the highest part of intel, like one of the key things of like self awareness and intelligence is self preservation. Self preservation, right? I know. I know so where you're going with this. If, if you know. And, you know, the CEO of Microsoft, you know, has been interviewed many times and he says one of the things we are uh, we are focused on is the off switch, right? And how do we build an appropriate off switch that's really an off switch and can't be overridden by AI or something? It's it's an actual complicated question. It's not just you know, sci-fi. His, his it's speaking, real. Speaking, speaking of him, he, he had a new house built or had tried to have a new house built, but the contractor quit. He asked for too many windows. Anyway, anyway, I don't know, Dave. I mean, Dave, you're gonna. What are you gonna say to the HX stomp when it's not gonna give you the two tones because it wants to That's give a you good the four point. tones? Well, let me. What let, are you gonna let, say? I don't know what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say, fine, just give me whatever you want. <laughs> um, it's Zeppelin. I don't care. It sounds. I'm good. afraid I can't do that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. I think AI can be also very useful and literally like a plug and play kind of like produce produce a show within like minutes. Okay. Yeah. Here's. Here's our set list. This is what we're going to play. Give us lighting and, 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 uh, you know, stage tech and all that and pyro and all that stuff that will go with this set list, you know, with a click of a button. I don't know. I don't know enough about, you know, the programming that goes into all that stuff, but I can imagine if it can be programmed, it can be AI. If if it, if it, exactly. So if a human can do it, the computer can do it. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Shall we get to the icing on the cake? Shall we get to some of the exciting stuff coming out of NAM? Yeah, let's talk about. So NAM, we're recording this on Thursday, January twenty fifth. NAM started first, today. First day of NAM. The first day of NAM. So we're going to hit you this week with it. We will hit you again next week with other things that have that unfold over the next few days. But yeah. there are some. Really exciting things that have already been announced, and some of them have nothing to do with Nam uh, right. that were just announced. So let, let's just get right to the Gibson news. Let's get to the Gibson news. Get to the Gibson news. Such big news. We got to talk about it. So go ahead. I'll tell you a little story. Okay. So our buddy uh, Philip Carter, he's out there at Nam right now. He's having a great time, and we're really jealous, and we really have FOMO, and it's terrible. We'll be there but, next year. We'll be there. Next we'll be there year. next year if Nam continues, which just sounds like it will. So I've, like Dave said earlier. Not if AI has something to do with it. Yeah, exactly. We can't do that, Matt. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Book the Anaheim (laughs) Convention Center. I'm sorry. We can't do that. (laughs) I can't do that, Matt. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, Dave Dave and I have been talking about all these guitars I want to buy. And, you know, we're on a gear chat, you know, with Philip and... We talk a lot and, you know, I determined over the last few months that no guitar excites me that is $4,000 or under. Well, I should say any guitar under $4,000 that I see does not excite me. When I see a very expensive guitar over $4,000, like it's like a magic number. I automatically get excited. Not automatically, but it just so happens it's like that you, I see guitars. You and should I, do a and I you should do a pod them. you should do a podcast with Drew Gold and just and call it No Guitar is under four thousand dollars. Yeah, well, yeah. So because that's I, you. I got, I, I've I've somehow gotten to this place in my gear life where nothing cheap excites me, and not cheap, but 
I mean, look, a Gibson this, U- USA is not cheap, but it just doesn't excite me anymore. Do you understand that this is an ex- existential problem for you in the guitar from well, a, from well, a guitar perspective? To, yeah, it's so funny. Like you can't continue Dave down will, this path. Dave will send me a guitar, and I'll be like, "Wow, that not I'm, physically, I really, like a link." I, he'll send me a link to a guitar, and I'll be like, "Wow, I really love this guitar." And then I click on it, and it's like five grand. Yeah. Right. So yeah. like this is this is my mo lately. So I'm like no, and then Dave will send me like a Gibson USA, and I'm like ah, it's cool, but it doesn't really turn me on all that much. And it's like yeah, because it's a Gibson USA. It's like three thousand dollars, which is not cheap. It's a lot of no, money. No, it's not cheap. But, but this is my this is my excited. argument with you. It's not. This is an existential gear issue for you because you can't continue down this path purchasing hugely expensive gear. At some point, it, the well is going to dry up, right? The well, well, it's already dried up. But anyway, so. <laughs> So Philip's heading out to Nam, and we and I say to him, I go, Philip, your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to find me a guitar I get excited about that doesn't that is under four thousand dollars. And Philip is out there no more. And what do than you know? Like two days, two seconds, and it freaking happened. <laughs> and I posted this on the Facebook group. But I can't believe I'm saying this. I just, I just, guitar I, dad's podcast. I, can't, I just can't believe it. I'm like, I'm like, um, I'm like Strickland from Top Gun. Well, no, Strickland <laughs> is from Back to the Future, but right, the same guy plays plays the, the same you know, guy, the, yeah, the commanding top, officer in Top Gun. Yeah. I just, I just can't believe it. Um, <laughs> Philip went right. to the Gibson showroom in LA. They did this event for, you know, industry people. Are you going to tell and, people what this thing is? And Are you they, unveiled, tell they unveiled, they unveiled the Epiphone Dave Grohl 335. I already said You already it. announced it. The Epiphone 335, the Dave Grohl Epiphone 335. Epiphone this 335. has been rumored for a while. We've been excited about it coming out. I've said as soon as I hear about it, I'm going to buy one right away. And Philip Gibson is going to re- hands on it. You know so that go- the Gibson USA model is coming, and so you're going to purchase this Epiphone. I own both. You can't because you can't keep your fingers off of it. You're going to get so excited, and then yeah. the Gibson USA model is going to get announced probably within like a few weeks of you buying this or, or, or receiving here's this the, guitar. So here's the thing. I'm not even that excited. I'm I'm not I, I am excited. I'm I'm not a <laughs> massive Foo Fighters fan. Like I'm not like a giant Foo Fighters fan, but there's something about the Trini Lo- it's essentially a Trini Lopez, right? The yeah. Trini Lopez is incredible. You love these I'd love to I I'd love to own the diamond Fs. I've always wanted a 335, but something about like a 335 style with the diamond holes is incredible to me. The Dave Grohl thing with the Pelham blue or whatever the heck blue it is. Yeah, it's Pelham blue. It looks unbelievable. Philip got his hands on this thing. He said it plays unbelievable. I looked up the specs. It's not going to be cheap now, guys. This is going to be another greeny thing. It's going to be another um, greeny. You're talking like sixteen, seventeen, nine, nine, probably. Like I don't know about that. Range. I think fifteen. No, you think fifteen? I think. Yeah. I I bet it goes higher. I'm going to say like sixteen, with, seventeen. Oh, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. you're right. It comes with custom burst buckers, yeah. right? So high-end pickups it comes with, and we should talk about the other uh, Gibson pickup release as well. Oh, but anyway, yeah. we, we won't That's ramble on, on about this forever, but- I, We'll bring the, that to Patreon. The challenge of a 4,000, under 4,000 guitar that excites me was met in short order. And here's the other thing. 
Epiphone has also unveiled some amazing Firebirds. You guys know I've been kind of Firebird curious and really into the Cower Banshee. Epiphone has released some really cool looking Epiphone Firebirds. One is a single pickup in the neck. Not the neck and the bridge. And, the bridge. and one is um, kind of like the custom shop treatment with the Vibrola on it. Yeah. Uh, with like all gold hardware. And they're like this kind of baby blue. Um, what is Looks it called? Looks killer. Uh, Daphne. I think it's like a Daphne blue. And it, it, they look incredible. So it's like, you know, those are probably also not going to be so cheap. But, you know, I never thought I'd be this excited about any Epiphones. And bam, there's like a few Epiphones that just really excite me right off the bat. So I got to hand it to Gibson for these epiphones i think i think these things look unbelievable so hats off to them so i can't wait to get my hands on one of these dg335s man so what else you want to talk yeah, about they, dave they now look that sweet. i've rambled on forever now that you've that. rambled on geez a lot of zeppelin uh yeah that's tonight. right ramble on. um i'm sorry matt we can't play ramble on. um <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i can't afraid i can't do that i'm afraid i can't play ramble on right now <laughs> um Anyway, yeah. So uh, some other other things that came out that aren't aren't as exciting. I mean, maybe this this kind of stuff excites you. Um, yeah, maybe. But the uh, but uh, so boss, you mentioned bosses out there, but they they released these uh, they uh, these fiftieth anniversary editions of the DS one, BD two, and SD one. That's cool. Um, those are cool, but that doesn't really excite Not cool. me. Not cool, you know. Um, but you know, iconic pedals, and you know, everybody owns them, but. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we'll talk so about the, the, you want to talk about yeah. the cower? Yeah. I just, I was just going to go there. Let's talk about Let's the gripen or the gripen. The gripen, how do you gripen? Say I don't even know how to the say gripen, it. the cower gripen. Dave, talk about this since I rambled on enough. This well, time. the cower gripen. So this, uh, I'm going to start pulling this up because this, I speak, I do have a gripe with it. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, it, <laughs> listen, we, we had Doug on the show. Uh, the, the cower puts uh, Doug put makes like, absolutely gorgeous guitars um top of the line I, like the be- I mean just incredible stuff i will yes, never own one i will never afford one well i could afford it but i don't want to spend the money on it oh come on dave um, you're gonna own one someday i will own one one day um but this thing doesn't uh really excite me at all because it look what did you say yeah, it, it's it not reminded you either. It, it reminded you of um of like a, a Decepticon, a Transformer, yeah, like a, like Decepticon. a Decepticon, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so like very sharp lines, very kind of blocky. Um, it, it's kind of like if you haven't seen it yet. Um, did Dave? Did we post it in the Facebook group? I don't know if it got posted in the Facebook. We'll post group. it. We'll post. Um, it. It's posted on every other group, but we'll post it in our group, and you guys can comment on it just so you see it. But it's very like it's it's somewhat explorerish, but like totally different and you know because it has that kind of weird offsetness to it but you know very kind of blocky and i i gotta hand it to doug this is a very original shape very really kind of cool and striking looking the more i look at it the more i kind of get it and i think it's really cool you know is it for me maybe not but i it, it it's it's a it's a bold shape. It's pretty cool. I gotta hand it to him. Yeah, it it definitely is. It's not. It's very like um, I, I, like a lot of angles on it. It's weird. Yeah. it's really yeah. hard to explain. It looks yeah. like it, and I'm sure it's gone through a lot of tests, so it can't be uncomfortable to play. But it looks no. like it could be very uncomfortable to play. I don't know. <laughs> it looks like it weighs um, like ten thousand pounds too, but you know uh, it doesn't. 
I mean, maybe so, if you're stand, maybe you're playing like standing up with a strap, it would it wouldn't get in the way. But it looks like that. Um, it looks like the 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 angle that's like right underneath the the knobs is kind of like if that's hitting you on your leg in the wrong because I don't know. It just it looks. Listen, it's it's original. It looks it looks it it kind of it does look very cool in a way, but I, it's not really my thing. Um. But yeah. you know, Doug is known for these really original kind of designs, and and that this definitely fits the bill. So it's it's pretty bold, and um, I hope he does bold. well with them. I, I yeah, think they're cool. Yeah. I think this is gonna, I think this is gonna be kind of different and cool enough that people are gonna get excited about it. So you know, I mean, it is. It's kind of like it's going back to that kind of Explorer era, the Futura era yep. of Gibson. I would argue it's that kind of a thing, but but. A, but a whole thing on, on its own. So, I mean, go check it out. It It's pretty cool though. I got to hand it to Doug. It's, it's very cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's super original. I got to, I mean, you know, you will not see a guitar like this out there at all. Um, and so yeah. it's, it's an incredibly unique design, um, the other which, thing we which just, does make it cool. It's, it's not it, my thing, it but it does, it does, it does but make it cool. very cool. So go check it out. We got to touch on this day because it's really big news that hit this week as well, which is Gibson has released some amps. Uh, we're kind of late on this. We're kind of late on this, but we want to talk about it. So Gibson has released the Falcon line of amps, which now are, the names are a little inaccurate. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah I, know, the, I know, I know, because the Falcon Five is seven watts, and the Falcon Twenty is is it is it twenty five. Something, yeah, like something like that. Like yeah. 30? 30, 30 watts. Uh, yeah. Anyway, th- this isn't the podcast where you're going to get all the specs. But um, yeah, I mean, it's really interesting that, you know, we expected this to that they would bring back Gibson amps when the when the Mesa acquisition happened. So now we're seeing it. Um, the reviews are are pretty good. They're not cheap, though. Um, they're, they're all tube amps. They're coming in what Dave around two grand, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 1799, Yes. Yeah, now so. there was some discussion on Facebook, uh, today and yesterday regarding like, uh, like for, you know, a, a PCB amp and, and for $1,800. Oh, yeah. PC- yeah. Um, there's PCB in a lot of very expensive amps. There's totally. Yeah. And yeah, this is, yeah, yeah. this is not a boutique amp. It's in, this it's is not. just. This is the market for for quality amps these days, especially these these kinds of things. Um, you're gonna pay. You're gonna pay in this range. You're gonna pay in like this at least fifteen hundred to two thousand dollar range yep. or more. Um, yep. And then I I would say, and I argued this on Facebook earlier. I to get I I would say your boutique range really gets up into like the at least thirty five hundred to four thousand, oh, yeah. and then beyond. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. And then you're talking boutique. Um, yeah, I, I agree. A boutique has gotten more and more expensive. You know, harken back to our two rock divided by thirteen conversation. The, by the way, the 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 Falcon twenty is twelve watts. Are you serious right now? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes, Kanye. I am serious. <laughs> um, so weird. Anyway, it's very odd. Anyway, it is odd. It is odd. Yeah, because why but, not just know, call the Falcon seven and the Falcon twelve? I don't know. The- but this is cool. I mean, look, Gibson releasing. Tube amps? That's cool, man. It's very cool. They were they and they were um they're uh weren't they designed by um like the the old uh the 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 Mesa Boogie guy? Um so I'm not gonna make stuff up. Uh you're gonna you shouldn't make stuff up. You should look this up. It was Um, designed by a kind of known amp designer. I don't know exactly who it is. We can Google it right now and we can tell you. 
Yeah. So they, they're very like vintagey kind of looking amps. Um, you know, it, but just, so does a look at, first of all, let's, we talk about aesthetic all the time. Does the, do you like the aesthetic of these amps? Oh yeah. I think it looks cool. Yeah. yeah they're like cool. very retro. Cool yeah. Very retro. Very retro. Um, they're like, they're like a cream Tolex with a, um, brown kind of basket weave kind of thing. I, I think yep. they look great. I mean, if that's the kind of look you're looking for, you know, if, if you're looking like maybe you want to buy a Princeton, but you want something a little bit different than that, um, this is really cool. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. So yeah, let no, me I see think if that, I, I think can find. I think they're very cool. They're very sim- they're very they're very simple. Um, you know, uh, it's in in their design, and you know, it's it's. Uh, I'm looking for a couple of things on here too while you're looking for that, but I'll keep talking about it while you look. Um, but no, I think, I think these are very cool. Um, I would love to get my hands on one and play one. Um, and I think that's going to be a while before we get to see them in any stores that we, we, well, we can get, we probably get to, I bet, I bet if uh, you head up to Manchester music mill, I bet you'd see these there in the near future. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to see And we get to try those out. So here's a, so he, he, here's a cool, like little point about this is, you know, you know, you talk about boutique amps. You can't just go into any store and play a two rock. You can't go into no. any store and play no. a divided by thirteen, right? We we're, we luckily have a very cool boutique store, Matt's Music, close to us, where we can like actually plug into these really boutique amps. This is like you know, you're getting this kind of cool amp that you know maybe is in that realm, and it's probably going to be like at your local guitar center. You know, I mean, that's kind of cool that you can just go in and plug into something like this. I mean it's just more options. It's great. So, so Dave, you were right. It's, um, under the stewardship of Mesa founder, Randall, Smith. Randall Smith. There you yep. go. So, um, anyway, so there cool. you go. They look cool, man. They look cool. And they, I, I said Brown grills. They're, they're calling it ox blood, you ox, know? Well, so it has so to these have are, a cool name. Yeah. 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 So these are like kind of classic American amps. You know, they got tremolo, they got reverb, yeah. Um. I mean, you know, very retro. Gibson hasn't made amps since the late '60s. That's right. Yeah. So, so there you go. I think it's yeah. I think they're cool. Um. All right. What else we got coming out of Nam? Um. Although we that was that was announced to. before Nam. <laughs> uh. We do have a lot to get through, and I guess we could take this to Patreon, but I feel like it, this is all good stuff for. Okay, let's do one more. The main and then episode. We'll you want to do one more? Let's all do right, one more thing. What do you want to pick, Dave? What do you want to pick? It's your pick. Oh, geez. I'm not the one geez, that put this list I... together. Oh, do. Oh, okay. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't participate. Did you not do your homework? Um. um I, I I'll talk about these really quick and then we're going to get over to Patreon because we're kind of running out of time here. Um, we're running long. Um, but Jackson, uh, launched, yes. uh, four new, four new, uh, concept series. It's like, if you were, if you're looking for a shred machine, these oh, yeah. are them. These look killer. Um, yeah, these look absolutely killer. Um, I, I think see the, of, uh, uh, we neither one of us own like a really, well, you have your Charvel. Um, yeah, I'm but, sure either, of it, but it's not a metal either, guitar. Even not, yeah. yeah. Neither one of us really own like a kind of shreddy like, like hair band guitar. guitar. Yeah, yeah, it is a yeah, it is. Um, but these look super cool. Um, if I can really describe, I mean, you're better off just looking at these pictures because it's really hard to describe. But the you know the, um, you know the 
let me pull up the list here. Um, you got the so it's the, like, the con- yeah, you got the road you got the roads the soloist the King Kelly and the and they got an eight string dinky uh, up for grabs, um, <laughs> which is. Have you? Would you ever consider? By the way, would you ever play, consider no. playing, learning a seven or an eight string guitar? No, not my thing whatsoever. You have no interest in that. Do no you? interest whatsoever. But I, I do want to call out the Rhodes. Looks freaking incredible. It looks awesome. <laughs> it's it's black with like really cool white binding and yep. gold hardware. Yeah, and like the gold um, um, Floyd Rose on it. I mean, it single pickup. It, it looks. So badass. <laughs> it looks totally badass. Yeah, yeah. It, it just really does. A single E81 EMG, sorry, single active EMG 81 humbucker on the bridge. Uh, single yeah, yeah, control. Uh, 27 fret soloist. Oh, wow. And the, this monster, yeah, this. this and the Rhodes, uh, get this. This is the, These look like custom shop level guitars, of course, made in the USA. They do. They want yeah. they, the the Rhodes is going to be nine nineteen nine so two thousand dollars, which I think um, is well priced. <laughs> these are all coming in right about two grand. Um, you know the, the this crazy um, King Kelly, which just looks like a like a like it's going to slice somebody's head off, is coming <laughs> in twenty two hundred. I mean, the, the, if you're into metal and and you're looking for something really cool, these look amazing to me. So. Yeah, I gotta tell you on the um, on the soloist, I love the these like these yellow pickups. I yeah, think yeah, the black, like the black yeah. guitar with the yellow pickups just it looks look like. Cool. And in the in the, the the headstock and like they did a great job with these. Um, these are absolutely killer looking guitars. Mm. Neither one of us have ever been really interested in playing Jacksons. Um, you know, it never. No, but it's but nice to see them. We're not this. really, but it's nice to see them do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else we got? Or shall we move on to Patreon? Well, th- there's a few things we should probably talk about on the Patreon. All um, right. We will do that. Because we'll this that. is a, as we said, jam packed show. Try to squeeze everything in there for you guys. But they're in, um, you know, as of course, because a lot, you know, we're just following a lot of rumors this week. We didn't really know exactly what was going to be hidden. I hit in the floor, uh, but now the NAM has started. A lot of stuff is coming out, so we try to bring it to you as as much as we could and as much detail as we could. But but we'll keep we going. Might have disappointed. So, yeah, yeah, and we're gonna keep going. Next week we're gonna Dave. We don't have any an interview next week, do we? We do uh, not. No, but we okay, do we have don't. a very cool interview coming up in a couple of weeks. You're not gonna want to miss it. Okay, so stay tuned next week. Um, if you like this NAM talk, we'll talk a lot more NAM next week when it's. Yeah. All said and done, and the dust has settled a little bit. So, but for now, thanks for joining us. Um, to our loyal listeners, we appreciate you coming back every week. And if you're new, please come back next week. We hope you enjoyed the content. And um, you know where you can find us at Guitar Dad's Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Come hang out in the group. Um, come check us out on Instagram. Please comment too. We love the comments. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, it's really yeah. fun interacting with everybody. Um, and if you want to support the show, we know you want to support shows. We know you do support shows. And if you, if you have the opportunity to support another one, please consider that being ours. Uh, go over to patreon.com slash guitar dads podcast, where you can select from a number of tiers to, uh, help keep the show going. And with that, I think that was this week's guitar dads podcast. 
That's it. Keep Rock Alive. Catch you on the fifth.